What's going on here? Resistance is futile. This, indeed, you are powerful. Is in my hand. Fan effect. Welcome back, everybody. It is time for What to Watch. Joining us now is Andy Farnsworth, host of the KSL News Radio, the movie show from uh, Friday, every Friday from noon, 9 to noon. I get there. Yeah, and then I race here. And then you That's race it. over here so you can be on. No, that didn't make sense. Yeah, we wanted to make sure he was here, too. The movie show, yeah, that's good. But we got to have our, our segment of What to Watch, Andy, or we don't know what, what to, to watch. watch. Hence the name. That's yes. right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, making a movie based on a video game has proven difficult for Hollywood over the years. For every box office smash like this year's Super Mario Brothers movie or the Sonic the Hedgehog, there's the 1994 Super Mario Brothers movie or Double Dragon or Street Fighter or I could go on. Fortunately, the latest movie based on a game, Sony's Gran Turismo, manages to connect to a broader audience and also base it on a true story. What? In Gran Turismo, we meet, Danny, <laughs> we meet Danny Moore, who's played by Orlando Bloom. He pitches Nissan Motors an idea. Create a contest with PlayStation where the best sim racers on the game Gran Turismo can actually qualify for a real racing academy, with the winner becoming a professional race car driver. A kid from Wales named Jan Mardenborough qualifies through the game and then earns the right at the racing academy to drive for real. He's paired up with David Harbour's character Jack Salter, a former racer whose job it is to train the gamers to handle the real-life competition against the other professionals. Now, racing movies, when done right, are a super fun experience in the movie theater. Thankfully, Gran Turismo gets that part of the movie right. The fact that there really was a guy named Jan who really did earn a spot in the real racing world based originally on his skill at a video game, that's like every kid's dream come true. So this is a fun one to watch on the big screen. It also helps that director Neil Blomkamp mixes in some video game animation above the cars while they're racing, which really works well to help satisfy the gamers looking for Easter eggs and also help you keep track of where Jan is in the race. Makes you wonder if they could do it in real life. Does the movie take creative liberties by creating key characters who weren't real and play with the order of events from where they happened in real life? Yes. But does that make it a more entertaining movie? Also, yes. I really enjoyed Gran Turismo. I give it three out of four stars. If it looks like something you'd enjoy, I recommend you don't wait for streaming. Go see it in the theater for best effect. Gran Turismo's rated PG-13. The other big item of this week is actually on streaming. And Dan, you've already watched it. It's a new Star Wars series called Ahsoka. And it debuted its first two episodes a couple of days ago on Disney+. Plus. Ahsoka is set after the events of Return of the Jedi in the Star Wars universe. It takes place around the same time as The Mandalorian. And the characters actually made a couple of appearances on that show already. It stars Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano, a Jedi who is actually the pupil of Anakin Skywalker before he became Darth Vader. In this new series, Ahsoka is trying to prevent remnants of the Galactic Empire from bringing back a legendary Grand Admiral named Thrawn from wherever he disappeared to a decade before. She's helped on her quest by some former members of the Rebellion that Star Wars fans will recognize from the animated series Rebels, like General Harris Syndulla and a Mandalorian that's named Sabine Wren. Really, the best thing about this new series is the genuine Star Wars feel that it has throughout these first two episodes. The music, the visuals, the sound, story-wise, I feel like it is possible to follow what's happening without having seen all the animated series episodes in which the characters have previously appeared, though you certainly will get greater enjoyment out of seeing them in live action for the first time if, like me and probably Dan, you have watched all the animated stuff. Ahsoka is rated TVPG and is safe for the whole family. New episodes will premiere each Tuesday night on Disney+, Plus. the first time Disney has ever dropped episodes in the evening. 
Another family-friendly item this week is a new movie called The Hill. It's a sports drama movie, and it's based on the true story of a kid in Texas in the late 1960s and early 1970s named Ricky Hill and his improbable journey to play Major League Baseball. As a kid, Ricky had to wear leg braces that looked pretty similar to what Forrest Gump wore. He also loved baseball, and despite the braces on his legs, he was actually really good at hitting. His father, played by Dennis Quaid, loved his son very much, but tried hard to discourage Ricky from his dream of playing baseball professionally, hoping instead he'd become a minister like he was. This screenplay for The Hill was actually written by Angelo Pizzo, who, the same guy who wrote Hoosiers and Rudy. So if you watch the movie, get ready to feel things. I'm a fan of sports movies, and I think this one's pretty solid. My 10-year-old son really liked it, and he's never even played baseball. The movie does get a little schmaltzy at times, and the number of things Ricky has to overcome sometimes stretches your suspension of disbelief. But it is based on a true story, which I also think helped. Overall, I really did enjoy The Hill. Three out of four stars for me. It's rated PG, and it's only in theaters. Another based-on-a-true-story movie that opens today is called Golda, and it tells the story of one, of one significant moment in the history of the country of Israel and the life of former Israeli Prime Minister Golda Meir. Helen Mirren takes on the task of embodying the first and only female head of government in Israel's history during the Yom Kippur War in 1973. Now, Mayer, according to the movie, was originally supposed to be a caretaker in the role of prime minister, but instead finds herself having to make difficult decisions when her country is attacked by a coalition of Arab nations, while at the same time, she's dealing with her own serious health issues. Most of the talk around this movie has been the casting of Mirren, uh, Helen Mirren as Mayer. It didn't take me long to look past that. I was interested to learn uh, a bit more about this Yom Kippur War, which I didn't know anything about, a conflict for which Mayer has has been generally blamed for over the years, but director Guy Nativ, who's also an Israeli, seems to want to spread the blame for much of what went wrong during the conflict from Meyer's choices alone and onto her cabinet and advisors as well. To me, it drew me in and it had me wondering if I would have made similar choices under similar circumstances. How historically accurate it is, I'm not sure, but as a story and a movie, I was engaged all the way until the end. I give Gold a two and a half out of four stars. It's rated PG-13 and is only in theaters. Now, for the honorable mention list, stuff that's coming out that we don't have time for more details. First is a new film in theater starring Liam Neeson called Retribution. Neeson plays a financial manager who has lost some of his clients a lot of money, and he's also a terrible father. When he finds out someone has planted a bomb in his car while he's driving his kids to school, he has to do whatever a mysterious caller says, or everyone blows up. The trailer makes this movie look awesome but it is not awesome this is not vengeance liam neeson this is helpless liam neeson and it really feels weird retribution is not good i did not like it it's rated r and it's only in theaters okay over to streaming another netflix movie from adam sandler and his family this time though it's not just sandler and his wife jackie it's adam and jackie and their daughters sunny and sadie in the movie you're so not invited to my bat mitzvah Sonny Sandler plays Stacy, a preteen Jewish girl who, along with her best friend Lydia, are getting ready for their bat mitzvahs. That's a Jewish tradition for girls when they turn 12. Both of the girls have grandiose plans for their parties, but when a boy comes between them, things fall apart in the most dramatic teenage way, teenage girl way possible. Most of Sandler's movies have a crude humor streak in them, and this one is no exception. There were a couple of moments that were pretty gross and not funny enough that uh, they were funny. Parents may want to think twice before they let their kids watch this one or maybe preview it themselves. You are so not invited to my bat mitzvah is rated PG-13, and again, it's on Netflix. Speaking of a movie that was more gross than funny a couple of years ago, the sort of funny but mostly gross movie Vacation Friends was released. Now we get a sequel to it. 
in Vacation Friends 2. The main characters, Marcus and Ron, played by Lil Rel Howery and John Cena, are back for more misadventures with their wives in tropical locations. This time, they're joined by Ron's father-in-law, Reese, played by Steve Buscemi who just got out of prison and might be the only person on earth who doesn't like John Cena. I really expected the filmmakers to amp up the craziness from the first film, which was almost off the charts even then. But surprisingly, they dial back some of the grossness and follow a comedic track that's a little more traditional and less shocking. Although, don't worry, there was some adventure and plenty of adult language mixed in. I think I actually like this better than the original, but it is not for everyone's tastes. Vacation Friends 2, rated R, and is on Hulu. And finally, there's a fascinating documentary on HBO Max called B.S. High that might be the most fascinating thing I watched this week. You might remember a couple of years ago there was a nationally televised high school football game on ESPN between one of the top prep schools in the country and an Ohio school called Bishop Sycamore. It ended with Bishop Sycamore losing 58 to nothing and multiple serious injuries on the field for their players. The game was so bad that the sporting world started digging into the background of this Bishop Sycamore school and its coach Roy Johnson. And what everyone found out was almost literally unbelievable. You have to see this guy for yourself and be stunned at what happened and how something like this could theoretically happen again. BS High is rated R for language and it is streaming on Mac. Now looking ahead to next week, Denzel Washington is back for another outing as The Equalizer and a new horror movie where teens are terrorized by sloths. I heard, I heard it's kind of a slow build-up to the scary part. I'm sure it's very slow. <laughs> Sounds like Sharknado, like somebody's idea in a boardroom. Eh, why not do it? Just yeah, throw it together. Slots. Somebody will stream it. All right, but the BS, you have been BS talking high, about it I was, all week. I could not believe what was in it. Blew your mind. Okay. Could not believe what the true story is. Okay, all right, Andy, good, good suggestions on you. Thank you. Hey, thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful, and I invite you to check out my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on kslTV.com. I'll see you there.